You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. What's good, everybody? Happy New Year's and welcome back to another episode of Terp Talk. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Tokes, a.k.a. The Terp Queen. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Jimmy Devine. What's up? How What's is everyone? <laughs> Hope all is well. Right? All is well as it will be while the world is literally crashing down before us. <laughs> Watching the Senate. Yeah, it's like we're trying to talk about the Moore Act. It's like, I don't know when the Senate's going to open back up, dog. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get that podium back. That hit, you saw someone run away with the podium. Did you yeah. see the video of somebody in Nancy Pelosi's office kicking their feet up? Had his feet up. Yeah, they had the Vi- There was another one of the Viking guy. Uh, he had like a buffalo head. He had like I a saw him. Head. I saw yeah, him. He was crazy. It was crazy. And then the best was this one lady, just like random lady, random like winter jacket, <laughs> looking all crazy by herself in the Senate. And the guy just up in the gallery above her texting, like, you know, was like, look at this shit. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I'm like that whole time. And I- where's the tear? Yo, I'm from Oakland, baby. Okay. If this shit <laughs> happened in an, I was just saying, if this shit were happening in Oakland, we would, they would have dropped nukes already. Like exactly. these fools haven't even gotten tear gas. This is like, this whole rally is a tale of white privilege and uh, lack you. of tear gas. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love you so much for saying that because when all the BLM protests were happening that they called riots, they were shooting us with rubber bullets, doing the tear gas, doing the most just to get us off the streets. Yeah. They arrested my homegirl just for standing in front of her fucking apartment. Meanwhile, people are breaking windows in the Senate, but they just get a slap on the wrist. Uh, oh, man. Some of God, but it's not, it's not, you know, some people are dead now, it sounds like. So sucks. It, it sucks. It was, a, yeah, someone got shot. Uh, it sucks that it was allowed to get this far. And all that shit. And it's super important. Like, and this isn't weed shit, but, you know, it's super important for us as, like, participants into the democracy. Like, remember the people whose fault this is. Because there's going to be a lot of people going to try and fucking jump on the other side of the line yep. real quick in the next few days. Remember who were the people that empowered this atmosphere that we lived in, that allowed it to get this bad, that empowered these ideas, these, these theories that are literally are based around the idea a lot of the time. A lot of this debate right now around the election is based around the idea, do black people's votes count or not? Like the, in these in these swing states, in these urban areas of swing states, like trying to like discredit whole communities. Uh, so it's, it's madness. It's madness. So just remember who's responsible for this stuff. And, you know, but then also, you know, we took, we took the Senate last night, baby. It's a whole, we're living, yes. we woke, we woke up in a broken America, but this day, like, can be well, this day will be remembered in separate, uh, separately for what it means for weed, like the world that we woke up to, and for what happened in uh, this in, on Capitol Hill today, like as as se- separate, both important events. Uh, and it's going to be super cool, it's going to be super cool to see just because obviously, I mean, one of the things I uh, I obviously believe is the uh, the Democrats aren't going to be able now that they have the Senate, um, pending pending the certification of uh, the Georgia runoff election, Senate election, which sounds like it's going to go good. Um, they now have control of the Senate. All these things, all this cool stuff we talked about over the last few years that would make it through uh, the House and then die at the hands of uh, Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. all that stuff is in play now. So I feel like they're not going to be, you know, there's definitely some um, nation fixing to do in the next few months. And I don't think they're going to get to it first. No, but, not at uh, all. I think it's it's on deck, though. It's on deck. 
it's in the batting lineup. Uh, and that's super, that's super important. So it's just, what a, what a day, what an exciting time. Like it's now it's like people are thinking to themselves, like they woke up and asking themselves, like, as opposed to like, like the, just the tangibles of like, will it happen? It's like, man, I wonder when I'm going to get a bank account. Well, I wonder how hard, how long I have to wait now to ship weed over state lines because it's a totally different that's a totally different answer than it was 24 hours like the whole game Hold up. the more act passed no I'm, I'm saying it's going to now like she's oh. the deciding vote the senate's 50 50 yeah if it's 50 50 they're like hey it's vice president you have to decide it's her bill she's not going to vote against it how do you feel about the more act i know everybody i think, I think some people are but I'm, I'm a guy i'm a man of incremental progress yeah. i've been doing this shit for 15 years yeah baby steps baby steps in the right direction that's what i'm saying i started with medical i went on to decrim like i've seen like it's piece by piece by piece the idea that the more act isn't one of the biggest broadest pieces that we've ever brought to the puzzle and thrown down at once is madness um people are on a quest for perfection Sometimes, like, and yes, certain. That's uh, one thing right now is in the version of the Moore Act that got passed. Uh, the the felony language is unexist. It defeats the whole purpose of uh, the bill. Yeah. But now that the bill that can be adjusted in conference, people don't understand like this, this language. This shit gets changed all the time. Like it's not done until it comes out of conference committee and goes to the president. So a lot of stuff can happen between that. Bills change all the time in conference committee. Like we always talk about this vote, that vote. Well, when that shit, when those two bills come together between the House and the Senate in any bill, whether it's weed or not, that's when the real murky shit starts. Yeah, right. (laughs) Everything's up. Everything's up on C-SPAN until that point. (laughs) Then some homies homies get in a conference room and they're like, how are we going to make this work? I guarantee you that felony language ain't making it out of that conference room. That's my take on it. And I get people a bum that it's there and it shouldn't have been in there in the first place. And it was a rough and it was horrible. It got there, but I, I get why uh, the, the advocates, the normals and the rep Blumenauer's and the rep Barbara Lee's like why those people are like, yeah, whatever you screw. Yeah. Whatever you guys say, like that ain't going to make, that ain't going to make the final cut. Sure. Sure. Put a throw, throw whatever you want on there, Billy. Chop that out. But a lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't take it like that. A lot of people were like, well, now, even if this passes, all these communities that have been hit hardest by the war on drugs uh, aren't even going to benefit. And I get that. And I get, I get the take. I'm just saying, it's not done until it crosses the finish line. And it's so far from the finish line. We don't even know. We don't even know. And the race is going to start back up now. I know. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I I hope so too. Can you imagine just like being able to just. I, I'm a cannabis sales rep, so I work with a few different companies, and mm. one of my companies is a multi-state operator. So just thinking about the possibility that, hey, let's just go over to Washington and go sell our shit, or like, well, that's why so many people bet all their chips on California. A lot of people <coughs> think this is it. Like, why are you gonna grow <laughs> weed? Why are you gonna grow weed anywhere else once you don't have to? You know what I mean? Yeah. A, but- lot, a, a giant chunk of domestic cannabis production is gonna be on the west side of the Sierras. For sure. Yeah. Um, so it's that's, you know, that's real. So there's a lot of people that just put all their chips in California and just wait, just staying afloat. They don't even care if they don't blow up right now. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Wow, you don't have shelf space, whatever. I'm just trying to stay alive because that dude in Cleveland's going to have shelf space. So you, yep. my OG, my age, my <laughs> OG, my OG ain't good enough for LA. My OG ain't good enough for Oakland. <laughs> Shit, my OG's good enough for Cleveland, baby. And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> 
there's 200 of those people. Everyone's so going like, to be pushing their mids like <laughs> over state lines and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are Cali do. exotics. And- yeah. They're going to get the fuck. They're going to find out in New York what depths really are. And they're going to be like, <laughs> what? This is out. What? No. Nobody told. No. I think you're mistaken, <laughs> sir. This is indoor. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I feel attacked. I've picked up so much like Reggie in New York. And they're always like, oh, yeah, man. this is that top shelf shit. This is the Cali shit. And I'm just like, this is. Oh, that OG that smelled like chem? Yeah, I'm like, great. this is not Cali shit. I love chem dog. Great guy. Like, I love the genetics. Like, one of the most important sativas of the last 10 years. But yep. I don't want my OG Kush. I don't want my OG Kush to smell like it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, I want my OG Kush to smell yeah. like the OG Kush. I want, like, the yeah. fucking, the pining, the humaline, the, like, kicking like, the there's nose. There's some, like, maybe, maybe sometimes there's little spots where little, certain fuel notes will, will, will cross over like they do in so many strains. But generally... <laughs> I want my chem to smell like chem, and I want my OG to smell like OG. That's right? the way I live. <laughs> That's America, a whole move. But so, yeah, as soon as America's fixed, uh, we'll be able to progress this conversation around, you know, everything. <laughs> it's a, The more act is just this block, building block, like, that allows so many other things to move forward. Just like that research bill that just passed last week. Nobody, you know, we kind of got, well, it got kind of got lost in the holidays and, uh, the election madness, but the, the, re- the uh, research bill that just made it through Congress, like that stuff, like, like these little building blocks now are so key. And having uh, the Democrats in charge of the Senate be able to actually bring these things up, like it's it's fascinating to me. Like one of the things I was speculating in my head was like, well, would uh, the Democrats push the Moore Act or the Safe Banking Act first? Safe banking, one might say, is a more bipartisan issue, uh, more of a softball. But it's like, so is the more act. Like, to, yeah. like, you know, it's a very, weed as a whole is a very bipartisan issue. Is it, it's easy, as, is it easier to pass safe banking? Maybe, but it's, it sounds like they're going for the whole shit. So I'm down. I'm about it. I'm excited. I'm, I've been following this. Po- I, I remember like following Hinchy Robacker back in like <laughs> 2008. Like, all right, we're going to try and, you know, make it so the DEA can't spend money raiding legal dispensaries. Like, you know, and now we're talking about things like interstate commerce and de, uh, rescheduling, getting it to the point where people can have a real bank account. Like, yeah. so people see, people think like when they hear about the Moore Act and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, this is just a boon for corporate cannabis. It's gonna make the monster, the wave's gonna come. Yo, people like people use corporate corporate cannabis is such a dirty word, but it's like you know how many mom and pops on the hill had to open up a cor- had to start a corporation to exist in this game in the way it's in the way it works right now. So it's fascinating uh, as everything evolves and. Yeah, I find- mean, when people talk about corporate cannabis, because I'm one of those people that's like. I do not want to work with a fucking Chad. I don't want to work with one of those big companies. Um, when when we say corporate, you don't want to know we did Cincinnati, Jimmy. No, no, fuck that. But like, a lot of the corporate people, they're like, they're from the ice cream industry, trying to get into the cannabis industry to monetize off of it because everyone loves ice cream and everyone loves weed, so that's why we're in the weed industry. So they're pushing mids. So when people are like, fuck corporate. In my head, personally, I'm like, fuck those people. I understand at the end of the day, like, you need to have an LLC corporation to become, like, a real brand and brand yourself. Yeah, that's super easy. You know? Like, but yeah, yeah, When we say fuck corporations, we mean fuck those big people that are trying to come in and just monetize off of our culture because at the end of the day, like, 
the biggest part about California culture, no matter where you're, you're at. You're in Oakland. I'm in L.A. Big part of our culture is cannabis. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. And people don't really understand that. So they just want to hop in and just monetize because that's the thing to do right now. And they're not in it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's it's fascinating just to see the type because then I just and it's not to hate because there's a lot yeah. of people that just didn't have the opportunity like this as this industry opened up they saw it as something they always wanted to do all their life and now they love to smoke weed and they get to go make a living doing what they love and that's beautiful and I love that yeah. but there's not there's a lot of people that aren't that exactly <laughs> they, they they come in and they're like hold on we can white label everything everything yeah. we don't have to have a grower we don't need to ha- have extractors we can just white label then they white White label, it's boo. crazy. Boo. It's like uh, my heritage white label. Pre- I got an email <laughs> yesterday. My LA, my LA based heritage white label pre roll brand. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> people like this. Like, the language is getting spectacular. No. Like it's fun now because like, uh, and now it's been a couple of years and like I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more on people's radar. I like uh, get uh, like I don't get as many like shady people because they just don't want to put themselves in front of me and have to like be accountable. Like who who grew this? Like how'd you do that? Like oh yeah. you guys don't know how to fucking cure, yeah. do you? Like <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? So like it's like if you have if you know your weed isn't up to par, like why put it, like why put it in a situation where I'm going to talk about it? Exactly. So, like but there's those people that like just like are kind of random PR like just in the same sense of random biz folk, random PR folk that came from another part of PR and like oh Jimmy Divide, like hey like. <laughs> Let me, let me send you this pack of pre-rolls. It's spectacular. It Did you try shelf. the monogram? I tried, uh, I faced, it's like, cause it's two grams a, a jar. Okay. Uh, so I smoked like a, a blunt. I've smoked a standard size blunt for me, which is like a little bit over a gram. Like if I'm facing it and just working. Yeah. Um, so I like smoked, like, uh, I faced the blunt of monogram and then I stretched it with a little, the second one I stretched with a little jet fuel gelato, just to be completely honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough monogram. I didn't have enough monogram yeah. left after the first one to smoke another monogram completely. Uh, but yeah, I, it was cool. Uh, my lady, she, she tried the pre-rolls and the thing was, it's like, as I, as I said, I did a review, blah, 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 but, uh, it's like, it's, it's better than white standard white label weed. Like, and the actual pre-roll itself, like the hand-rolled one is one of, one of the most like aesthetically pleasing, uh, pre-rolls I've, I've seen on the legal. It's the most like joint looking joint I've ever seen on the legal market for sure. But then you get to those like value questions. Like, is this aesthetically pleasing pre-roll worth $50, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, that's up for (laughs) others to decide. I, uh... I found it was better. I thought the weed inside was uh was okay because it's a Kaliva collab that they're doing, uh, okay. and I think uh, the other Kaliva stuff. I like the uh, the Z cubes. Uh, people say this is an off pheno of the Z cube. Like um, Kaliva keeps the good Z cube for like the Kaliva, and then they. So I, I dig I dig the alien OG in the Z cube. Um, allegedly, this this is on that similar level, but uh, it was you know. It didn't. I like some of Kaliva's other stuff better. Yeah, it wasn't like horrible. Uh, I can understand why people would have some pricing concerns when, especially when you look at other celebrities doing it, like who definitely have like actual exotics. Like you look at the stuff Rick Ross is working with with cookies, fire. You look at Carlo Carlos Santana is selling fucking quarters of like decent weed for the same price uh, that these guys are selling eighths of. You know, 
The Santana so weed like, came out. See, in NorCal, you you guys get all the good we shit. We get it all first. You guys get yeah. all the good shit. In SoCal, we get well, like all they, the Well, because they launched up here. It sucks though, because like certain stuff. But the thing about it is now, certain certain NorCal brands are starting to get like all of their product absorbed by LA. So these like NorCal brands that were like big up here, it's like they just they just pump it into LA just in uh just to build because everyone's trying to build their brand as as much as possible yeah. before whatever happens happens. You know what I mean? There's a lot more value. There's a lot more value in being on an LA shelf than random town in between Oakland and Sacramento. Uh, so it's that's it true. is what it is. Even though, even though there's like, some fire in Vallejo, though I ain't hating. That's why I say like Vallejo, Modesto, Modesto pushes numbers. PCF. I don't know if you've ever gone to PCF or Modesto. Vallejo. Yeah, they. Out there, they push more numbers than they do in SoCal. So that's why I don't understand why all these brands want to come to SoCal. Because, like, you're going to be sitting on our shelves for a good two to three months, you know? And up there... It's not. It depends on the it depends on the company. Some of this stuff moves. Like, I've been in the dispensary space for a decade. And it's yeah. like, the heaters heat. Like, they and go. Like, if people are really excited on stuff, like, those big drops, like... Uh, when when it's a big the, drops, like the Alien Lab, Shrabinski's big... Yeah, like, or stuff even, like, like stuff, But even brands, but even um, stuff with a following that, like, just doesn't, like, get the same levels of hype. But just, like, that's exactly what people want to smoke. Like, the IC collectives, the gold seals. Like, there's a bunch of... I like, haven't people. seen IC in so long. Yeah, they're oh fire. Like, they're, they're stupid fire. I got to try them from at Hall of Flowers. When Hall of Flowers was a thing, <laughs> their flowers, their flowers. I was the first person to get an ounce at Hall of Flowers. Uh, they, you were only able to get an ounce. You were only able to get an ounce. I was so, so I went, heated. <laughs> I was so, so mad. I was, the I was the first person to get an ounce, and I walk in. I walk up with all my tickets, and I'm just standing there. It's like empty. It's like they're just opening up. I'm like what? <laughs> like what are you doing? And like what booths did you go to? I was like I don't know. Everyone just wanted to give me eights. I don't know. <laughs> So I, I had uh, I loaded up on my ounce and I sent somebody back the next day because like, I had to work the next day. So I yeah. sent somebody back with the tickets. Like, all right, get some of those. You can keep a couple of them. Just just load <laughs> just up. Give on me the rest. The rest. Like, yeah, just in case. Just in case people don't want to give you free weed. Right. <laughs> yeah, take these. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the rest of mine. <laughs> that's such oh, a it's... that's such an experience. I miss so. weed events so much. Oh, me God. too. There's a there's actually a weed event in Oakland on the 24th, the House 420. Yeah, that's not compliant. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. I'm like, well, thanks for telling me. I'm already booked to go. Um, see you soon. Trap Life Wednesdays. Yep. What a what's good. But it's crazy because it's actually um, a lot of compliant brands are going because a distribution company's throwing it and they have an event license. Oh, it's like that. Okay, maybe it's some like weird distro. I'm sorry. I, I thought it was like, because there's like, there's like random sessions in Oakland still. And still? I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I thought you were talking about one of those. That sounds like a, if that, I, that sounds like a B2B thing. That sounds a little bit more credible. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you good. You good. You're, I, I still hit the sessions in LA every once in a while. <laughs> They're a yeah. Thing. Oh man. That was the worst part of 2000. Like, man, when the sessions got hit in like January 1st, 2018, that was the thing I was the most like 
really, really sketched out about. Yeah. Like after after I went and I watched the first weed sale and all that and got, took my wrote my article and everything was done for the day. Like late afternoon, January twenty first, I was like, you know, January first, two thousand eighteen. I was like, man, when's the next time I'm gonna go to a sesh? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking here I am, still one, still wondering. God, right? It was, it was, it, it was the worst because down here we had secret sesh pretty much every Sunday, you know? And then Yeah, they went pretty hard. They they went too hard. And now they had to go the compliant route and it's just not the same. No, it's never too hard. It's just the game catches up with you. Yeah. And it, <laughs> <laughs> like Tim, I, I went to high school with Tim. So like I went to the first secret session. It was like literally in the middle of nowhere in just the San like Fernando Valley. Yeah, with fucking 60 people. There was no one there. That's how and it a is, bunch dog. Of, like, random That's weed the craziest vendors. thing. About th- That's why it was fun to get in on sessions early and see these, like, development at these events exactly. into this, like, ridiculous shit from, like, some four by eight tables in a, in a rectangle to, like, what things became. God. Exactly. That was... <laughs> And it's funny because now, like, some of the brands that I used to see at the sesh are now compliant. So now you see them on the shelves. And I'm just like, damn, I remember when I can get your shit for 25 a gram. I know that shit. For would, 100, I like, know that shit wouldn't have passed testing, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that shit, it's all good. <laughs> I'm like, they probably paid for the testing to be fucking uh, passed. You know, that's why I, I smoked a ton. Of, I smoked a ton of shit. I could say that about. So exactly. I know I'm never gonna be. I'm never gonna be able to get those uh those earwax stabs from 2010 back. Oh so my we god. Might well, we might as well laugh about it. All the fucking tainted soup that I've dabbed in the past like decade and just if if there's one thing I could tell younger me, it's just pass on that tab. Your dab shouldn't have that fuel smell from no. sour diesel. Like, I didn't know at first. It was like 2010. I was like, wow. Oh, it kind of makes my eyes water like sour diesel. Like, I didn't know. And it's just like in, in reality, it's just all the fucking butane just slowly yeah, deteriorating your brain cells. Like, No, that's not the vibe. And then when rosin first got mainstream um rosin man when- first it was frozen <laughs> and then it was rosin <laughs> everyone was like sarah let me see your hair straightener we can make wax and i look at people like the fuck are you talking about and my homies would literally like get the parchment paper get a nug then squish it and be like this is rosin and i'm just like y'all are rosin frozen was like uh garlic cookies yeah you had to change the name of that shit you know, boom GM, gmo oh wow gmo that's that's cool i feel attacked because i love gmo i love gmo shit shit dumps that's why a bunch of the best uh hash companies in the world no. love to run works with gmo cuts because you can make good cat you can make good hash and people make a bunch of money yeah we get high it's, it's not as uh you know reasonable price like i had this oh god like the there was this one i had last year it was like a blending of like uh 70 it was like 70% gmo rosin with like a layer of like papaya rosin like on top of it oh my god shit it was crazy it was crazy i was all about it yeah i recently had an a gmo cross with like papaya cake or that shit was straight gas oh my god papaya i had some papaya og from vesuvio gardens one of the uh, Vesuvios runs a bunch of heat. They run a bunch of Ways East. Uh, they run a bunch of Caps cuts, but uh, they had a papaya OG. They brought me like uh, a few jar, like eight things to check out. Yeah. And the, fir- the first empty jar 
was the fire OG. It was just so, it was like, that's how I know. Yeah. Like, I just kind of course. looked back. It's like, all right, what jar was empty first? Cause I try and like do my, I try and do my best to like spread the love. Like, Oh, I got to I told them I try this and like, try and like, you know, ch- check out that shit that I tell people I'm going to check out. But sometimes, you know, you get that heater and it's just like, oh, let me, let me do a little bit more research on that before we, <laughs> before we cloud, before I cloud my judgment with the next one. Like, you, you know, shoot like, them a text <laughs> and be like, that wasn't enough research. I need more. Like, <laughs> that was the real deal. Thank you. Shoot more. That's so I appreciate crazy. you. And it's tough because I'm a freelance, you know, I'm a freelance journalist. I try and I buy like most of the pot I smoke, I buy. Yeah. But, like, it's just, you oh, know, I really? Just try I, you, you don't oh, have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I buy like. Question. And. Who, just like not trying to fangirl i'm i've been like such a huge fan of you forever oh, and like you, you inspired me to like kind of realize that like you can be a cannabis journalist and even like have a platform so thank you so much because i'm sure other listeners and other people in the community feel the same way but like how did you how did you realize like yo i'm going to write about weed how did that come well it was like i was i went to school for journalism yeah like before i like was able to like find like the uh but there Entry wasn't point. weed journalism. Like that wasn't a there career. There was though. Like I like what? I met I yeah, you know, like I'm talking like I met the high time I met the high time staff for the first time. Like my first high times party was in 06. Oh. I was twenty I was twenty years old and I was like and I knew like weed shit was possible. You know what I mean? Like I just didn't know like the scale of it all. And um so I went to that party and that was kinda the that was kind of the maker breaker for me. It was like it just really like showed me that it was possible to do it but i didn't like i never thought that way i was just because i was doing activism stuff i was trying to get kids their financial aid back yeah. i was trying to legalize weed and shit i was still in school um so then i got out here and i like ra- i spent a couple years like i wrapping my head around the industry i had my degree in journalism i, I had done like policy writing about weed like uh for like drug policy alliance and like stop the drug war but i'd never done like journalism shit uh i got a opportunity to sell ads for David Downs, uh, who's the the California director of Leafly now, okay. back when he was um, back when he was running San Francisco Chronicles effort, and um, he had his own the hash was his, the hash was his podcast. He was one of the first. He was one of like the really early uh, cannabis podcasters. Um, dope. Yeah, yeah. David's That's the super man. dope. For sure. He was like the first person. He was like the first person ever to write about like alien labs. Like, oh, these guys have fire weed. Yeah. So he has a bunch of like cool little feathers in his hat. So I ran into him uh, through my homie. My homie started a staffing company and like I got introduced to him through that. And uh, then he got me uh, an opportunity with, S- with SF Gate and they uh, kind of just like I, I sold ads for a little bit to kind of get my foot in the door. And then eventually I got my chance to write, worked out. And uh, then I got, I met, I did uh, the first New West Summit. I was uh, one of like the main assistant producers, basically. Like I did all like, the, I did a lot of the event sales, like booths and shit. And was one of like the main, the main troubleshooter on site for people. Uh, so after, after that, I met the Cannabis Now team there. Yeah. And then eventually um, got a gig with those guys was with those I was with cannabis now for four years uh, until the start of the pandemic. And now I'm so just with uh, LA weekly. Now I met the LA weekly team. I went down to see uh Sherbinsky speak at pottery like a couple years back, like 2017 or something. Uh, 
And my, my homie was there and he was like, oh, yo, you got to meet. This is Brian. He's the publisher of LA Weekly. You know, I'm, like, I'm high on my, I'm yeah. high <laughs> off my ass. Like, like, oh, God. I'm probably thinking in the back of my head. Yeah, this is this is probably the last person I want to meet right now. Exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, ho, how are you? Like, you know, like. <laughs> Shout it flip, up. <laughs> yep, flip the switch. I'm ready to go. That's what it's all about. You, you get those shots, dog. Yeah. And it's like you either kick the door open or you fucking wonder what could have been. So I was uh, like, ready. Okay, how are you? You know, chat it up. He's like, hey. And But the thing is, like, with all this, like, I've had a lot of random things come up over the years that, like, didn't work out. So I never, like, attached myself too much to any I just idea. Or I'd be, like, you know, bummed, bummed, like, with all the one, you know, the stuff that doesn't work out. Yeah. So. I just focused on the positive, which was put it through in the back of my mind. A couple months later, like, no, I hadn't even thought anything of it. Get the email, like, yo, Jimmy, we're ready to go on that cannabis coverage. <laughs> so I was like, now I've been with LA Weekly for, um, God, like over two years. Like, it'll be three in November. So yeah, uh, like, I've been on staff since last February. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. Just trying to grind, just trying to just tell the fucking yeah. truth, dog, and f- speak fire to the masses, and it works. <laughs> no, and it really does. Like one thing, like I, I love your cannabis reviews and just being able to like showcase a lot of these, um, these farmers and these brands and just give them a platform. That's to the do dopest that. part. That's the dopest part. They've never had like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever quasi mainstream art alternative weekly thing that LA Weekly is. It's like cool to give these brands and these farmers and these people that are trying to stay afloat in this like Tell, you know, there's a lot of money in weed, but there's a lot of people struggling to like get by because of taxes and all, all the challenge, all the challenges and hoops it takes just to be in the game. Uh, and so it's cool to like give these guys that did all that stuff that they had to do to be taking part in this, like that little bit of recognition, you know, make, you know, something just that little just that little thing to hang the head on a little bit you know it just i love it i love it like no of course and it's like such a taboo um thing too you know because like farmers are like shit i don't want to burn myself out because like i get a lot of that receptiveness for my show when i ask certain people hey you want to come on and they're like i don't i don't want to burn myself out or like show my face or do stuff like that so i don't know yeah it's just i just, I just try and make it as like palatable as possible for the masses. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to, I want the heads to be able to write, like read it and like be like, they feel like they're getting something really productive out of it. But I want like that random grandma that like picks up LA <laughs> Weekly, you know, like, like picks up LA Weekly to think it's like interesting enough, like that she wants to read it too, you know? And so trying to find, trying to find that line in the sand in the middle is like the game. And I just guess, I guess it in my head and sometimes it works out. <laughs> Do you do you just like choose whatever you write about, or it's just? I pitch everything like to the team. I have, uh, yeah, I pitch everything um, to the team. I don't like just like, oh, guys, I'm writing this this week. <laughs> I would that that'd be dope. I get a devil. I get an okay before. Yeah, go for. I get a go for it, Jimmy. Before I uh, sh- start shooting, but I've only had like one. I've only had. I was just saying earlier. I've only had like one thing ever that was like. Uh, it wasn't even a weed story. It's like a mushroom story. But they're like, oh. yeah, we'll pass on that one, Jim. Yeah. But, how about that other one? <laughs> you know, so it's all, it's, I love it. I love it. It's crazy just to have it, have the platform to tech, you know, technically you're 99.99%, you know, that's, I, I consider that writing whatever I want. Like, exactly. You know, that's so. why I'm like, so is it just free game? And you're just like, I'm gonna do what I want. Y'all just approve it. Or I Basically, don't know. Basically it's crazy. I try and like, uh, I try and save, I, I, I book things a couple of weeks out now just to keep the ball rolling, know what I'm going to write about stuff like that. But sometimes you get like, you know, 
the Senate flip last night, stuff like that, that just pops up. And I try, it's cool to have a platform uh, that like to tell those breaking news stories. Yeah. And now it's like, now I'm just pumping out so much content these days. Now and memes. I, like, your memes, yeah. your fucking memes kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, dog. Uh, you no, are I, killing I, it with those memes. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I was like, cause you say like, I'll post like, I'll post a crazy article with like the, the interview with like yeah. the Congress, with like the congressman in it. And it's like, yeah, 65 likes. <laughs> and then, then, then I'll make a run. <laughs> I'll, like, hey, I'll make a runs meme for kicks. Like two, two minutes. Like, Hey, this is funny. And then it's like, you know, <laughs> 200 and like oh god damn it <laughs> and uh it was funny i went to work i went to work the other day and my uh, general manager just like uh, we were sitting down to smoke a blunt and she just looks at me like so you're becoming a meme lord <laughs> I, was so, I was so unprepared for it in that moment sour waves like, watch out i was i was sitting there no god no i was sitting there thinking <laughs> i was sitting there thinking to myself like why don't the articles work like this? And then she, <laughs> and then like, uh, like it was like a bell rung for her to make the perfect comment at the perfect time. Like, no, no. <laughs> it was great. I love it though. It's all, it's super fun. Um, and it's all, you know, it's just, uh, I just try to tell, it's tough because I don't get to break news too much because the guys on the East Coast wake up a few hours before me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, the Tom, like the Tom angels of the world and the, those guys, they beat, they beat me to pretty much every story. Um, <laughs> but I try and have like the best, I try and give it like my own spin, uh, find, you know, find new and interesting ways to, to talk about these current events that are happening so often now in cannabis and whatnot. And in between to just like, take a look at what people are doing, you know? Yeah, of course. And, Sick. um, I know you you mentioned you wrote something about mushrooms. How how is the mushroom game out in Oakland? I know that it's, it's crazy. What you know? This is yeah. It's, this I'm, is, I'm a little curious because I know they legalized it. So what does that mean? Can I go? I'm trying to like. How does it work? It's like uh, it's 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 decriminalized. It's okay. Like decriminalized those police enforcement, all that, all of the above. Uh, there's a couple like there's a couple like trap uh, mushroom collectives now. What? Yeah. <laughs> It's the times, baby. Damn, you gotta the show times. me when I come out to Oakland. It's crazy out here. Oh man, it's it's going off. And then uh, I've been writing about the ketamine clinics that are starting to open up. There's like the second wave. There's this like huge wave. Like ketamine therapy is not a new thing. Yeah, like, it's ten thousand people. Ten thousand people in LA have gotten ketamine therapy since like 2014 or something like that. Yeah, but it's not popular. Like we just we see these things that we like kind of like in this bubble of hype and fun and exciting, uh, not too dangerous drugs. Um, like <laughs> we, we don't realize how they're not normalized yet. So it's fun to like see. Like I was just watching. I was writing about like this wave. This Canadian like are opening this like ketamine therapy, therapy clinics across America, stuff like that. Like it's it's all it's so much stuff going on in psychedelics right now. Maps is uh going for oh God, there's I can't even keep track of what Maps is up to because they have so much research going on. Um it's it's awesome. It's the times, man. It's like that's the, like for a lot of people, that's the next thing. Like a lot of people are exiting a lot of people in cannabis right now that are kind of like found their spot. They kind of got their companies in cruise control and shit. You know what I mean? Like they're starting to eyeball, they're starting to eyeball uh well cookies is coming out with caps. You saw yeah, the for sure. With, uh, yeah, they're doing them with uh, Blue Blue River, I believe. Um, that's cool. I love it. Like and, the shroom caps. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? What did yeah. I Yeah. I just saw their little website about it. And I was like tripping. I was like, cookies are. 
There's going to be cookies, everything. There's going to be cookies ketamine now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there will. There's going to be a cookies ketamine clinic. Sorry, uh, burner. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go that far, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. It's interesting to see. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how much of uh, like the progress on that front, like and people don't realize a lot of like weed progress was like pushed by tech people. Um, cause it wasn't the weed industry wasn't paying for itself, like to develop, like this, the weed industry doesn't give a lot of money to activism. It doesn't give a lot of money to normal. It doesn't, it stays in, they'll like, give you free weed just, though. It stays in, <laughs> it's like, like, so all these A's, so a lot of these, uh, organizations are, are bankrolled by people like, uh, a lot of these weed organizations were bankrolled by people who found success in other fields of life. Uh, and it's interesting to see now, like the, how many big how like the big money weed people like some of them are like have have were like on the background of the psychedelic scene for years too like giving throwing money everywhere you want to legalize drugs you want to legalize mdma hey like, <laughs> <laughs> like there wasn't there wasn't too many of those there wasn't too many of those guys yeah but once once bitcoin popped off there was a few there was a lot of people that had changed from their acid in 2010 <laughs> they were like you know what let me play it forward you know, <laughs> so like that's the thing like that's the thing now uh, so it's interesting to see how the like these industries as they develop they never actually like and now they get to that quasi state where they, they they exist in a sense but like it ends up like those people kind of taking advantage of the circumstances uh of the business you know to be a business like are never the same people 85 percent and then don't get me wrong there's been a bunch of like there were a bunch of dispensaries that gave good money to the cause the harbor sides the bpgs down in la lapcg buds and roses like a bunch yeah. of those guys gave great gave good money to activism but that's those guys are only like 90 those guys make up like less than a fraction of a fraction of a percent of cannabis operators in california uh so the let's be real about it so it's interesting <laughs> to see another it's interesting to see the same thing happen with psychedelics like it's like this you know these just successful people that want to change the world like throwing some money down and, and to, to activists who want to do it all over again and it's uh it's fun comparing what i'm seeing now with uh psychedelics to like what i was seeing in like 2007 2008 like uh with like the normalization of like cannabis and stuff it's super fun and it's so much faster it's so I, much like so much I'm people sure are so palatable is so it, pal it's so palatable. It, everyone loves mushrooms and everyone's getting into microdosing and especially um, all of the research with like the mental health aspects of it too. Yeah. Um, but where where do you see that going? I mean, like personally, I, giant money. Like I mean, I feel like one day we're going to be able to go to a dispensary and be able to get mushrooms too instead of having it be separate. You know, you get spore. You get like spores now, pretty easy. Um, what? The over-the-counter, like the actual walk into the dispensary and buy like prepackaged eights of like caps and stems, like we're a bit out. We're a bit out for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think the I world. Just, I just have high hopes. I have really world, yo, high I'm hopes. About it. Jimmy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I hear you. I just don't think we have to start quite talking about metric yet. Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I think this. I, I want to focus. I want to focus on the steps. I want to focus on the steps before that because they're there. We're there. We could, those steps are achievable. But let's not like, put mushrooms in the metric. Fuck metric. And it's going to be, uh, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, uh, it's all, like I said, all incremental shit. 
like this is crazy like the, like going from like how much progress compare how much progress was seen between 2007 and 2008 or excuse me 1997 and 2008 that was like just you know everything from prop to that was everything from prop 215 to fucking decriminalization of decriminalization of massachusetts basically like and then you take everything that's happened tell me everything that's happened since 2008 it's it's a it's it's a completely different animal so this atmosphere of hype and like thought like people are so much more willing to question what they've been sold their whole lives around certain substances on the ideas of whether they're safe or not or around the ideas of their efficacy uh that it's just it's so fun to see like this revolution like just watching the revolution happen like i was down i was down like i was like you know i was in high school you know okay mushrooms seem pretty cool uh, you know I, i've been on the weed i've been on the i've been on the weed team for a while so it's just like seeing it all like oh it's it's fantastic how everything kind of it's like this like spider web of like progress and it's all and it all interconnects like everything makes everything move better and then most importantly like i have we haven't even talked about this like we talked talk, go back to like the more act and stuff like that all this stuff on the weed front like the more gas we put on this regulatory stuff the more gas you're throwing on getting people out of lockup like it's like you know what i mean it's like oh we just gave we just voted to give people bank accounts today oh there's still a lot of people locked up for this shit we should probably talk exactly. about you know what i mean stuff like that like it just every every little step is closer to the most important conversations even if it's not and if it's if you're just because your talking points aren't included in this fight in this in this battle like the war is long and tedious uh and it's like just have faith keep believing keep supporting support it's super important to support every step forward because these people get so lost and wanting to give their take and wanting to make like kind of like uh a person it's kind of these like personal there's this personal exceptionalism complex in cannabis that everyone thinks their fucking two cents is critical and everything uh and it's just like <laughs> if we can get on if we can all if we can all just come to the table a little bit better like shit would look so different right now like people were bitching recently about uh the california cannabis industry association doing hemp shit like well you know what i bet you if people on the hill had just got together and did that shit themselves it look the california cannabis industry association would look a lot of di- a lot different and but to that sense it sucks for the it sucks for those brands that were trying to play it forward do the right thing create an industry trade group getting pulled into all the madness blah 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 it's like so it's like there's this weird like People are bitching, but not willing to roll their sleeves up sometimes thing like that bums me out. But generally speaking, progress is progress. Yeah. I mean, one one thing that did come out of 64 that is good is that we do have compassion cannabis back, you know? Yeah. Well, that hey. was more, that was SB. I think uh, that was SB 34 that came last yep, year. The, Wiener, but- the Scott Wiener bill. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, Senator Wiener. He's awesome. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You shout out the senators. I was, I was laughing. It was funny because because it was funny. It was a funny funny Scott Weiner story. Uh, he posted like a picture because they have a he's a San Francisco senator. Yeah, and they have the <laughs> have, like the the Folsom Streets Fair in San Francisco, and all like the jacked gay dudes walk around topless. Uh, and so it's just like he posted this picture on his Facebook, like with these two jacked guys, like just out here with the boys at Folsom Street. <laughs> what? Like that? That's our weed. That's our weed champion. And he is Jax. That's our wiener. You go. <laughs> Senator Wiener is a healthy guy, it looks like. He's going to be able to keep this fight up for years. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, my God. But it looks like he won't have to. It looks like we won't have to. Like, now we got, uh, 
who knows? Like, well, it's, it's so crazy. Like every, like we can't, I can't, you know, I'm not doing a good enough job articulating what today means and what waking up to a world where Mitch McConnell isn't the head of the U S Senate means to the cannabis industry. I yeah. know I'm not, I'm just not Please, Like, I know I'm trying to say, I probably said it a couple of times. I'm not doing it justice. Like today is, <laughs> today is nuts. Like if it weren't like, maybe uh, watching the doors of the Senate get kicked in kind of is like taken away from the way. <laughs> watching those to... windows get busted yeah. in and people that. For sure. For sure. Uh, that I'm, kind of, I'm you know, still maybe... watching it like out of the corner <laughs> of my eye. I can't, I need all the tea, you know? <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, it's nuts. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go back and check. I'm going to go look at all the tweets that I missed yeah. while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did that. That's what I did earlier. I did the podcast. I was like, all right, peace. And I just went on Twitter, like, You're looking, like, going through the paper, like, what? <laughs> this is so, oh man. I what mean, a time. Right? The, what a time here. I'll, We'll, we'll get ready to wrap up, then I'll let you oh, get back no to rush. the- No rush. I was just making a job. I was, no, no, it's I'm, all, I'm no like, rush. I'm like, you sure? We have like 10, 15 minutes left, I think. I don't even know what time <laughs> We're good. We're, yeah, yeah, we're good. Like, <laughs> I was just, I'm just, uh, I'm just excited. Uh, the times, man. The times. Uh, it's, it's so fun to uh, have days like today where you just wonder. Like, because yeah. you don't know- but you know, it's not going to suck. And you know, it's not, <laughs> it's like, how not suck is it going to be? Ooh, like, you exactly. Know? And it's like with 2020 being such a shit show, 2021, honestly, everybody can have their own view. I've been just on my positivity and just manifesting for what can come from the cannabis industry or for the cannabis industry, whatever, because I feel like there's so much that, that needs to fucking happen this year. Like, like you said, there's still people that are locked up for weed while we're smoking weed freely. There's the, yeah. the fact that cannabis is can be on the fucking public trade stock, whatever. But there's still people incarcerated. Like and then these poor guys, these poor guys that are incarcerated are probably sitting, you know, sitting in lockup, reading Politico stories about all the people that are trying to get them out fighting with each other. Like, it's just, it's, they're it's just like, so yo, shit. just stop and like, get me out, them. you know? We just, we just need to kick it forward. Teamwork makes the dream work. Get these homies out. Get these packs flying over mountain <laughs> ranges and shit. Flying. It, it'd be beautiful. <laughs> it's time. That's what's happening. That's what's coming. So everyone just chill. Position yourself. Support the cause. Like stack up your that's money. All we can do. <laughs> yeah, donate. Like yo, throw throw normal ten bucks a month. Throw MPP ten bucks a month. Throw these these people that pay people an, an, a living wage to spend their time trying to create a better world for this industry and these people in it. Like that, yeah, help, help them a little bit. Toss yeah. them a buck. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like I I was I uh I was on the board of directors for Students for Sensible Drug Policy from 2008 to 2010, and it's like that that's people don't understand. It sucks how much money makes the world move, but you can get if you can pay a 22-year-old kid $40,000 to spend all of his time going around the country trying to change the world, you'd be surprised how much world changing you can get done if you get a few of those guys. Exactly. Uh, and it's it's awesome. And it's and that's really like, and then you get, you know, these lobby efforts on the Hill, like it was fat. Like when I was at Drug Policy Alliance, uh, I interned in the DC, I interned in the DC office. I was a, a media intern for their DC era, DC, Maryland uh, media project and like my desk was like right across the street the 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 front office like the foyer from um, DPA's lobby like DPA's lobby team so it was like I'd come from this 
uh you know weed background you know stuff like that but like just to get into like the real hardcore fucking drug policy shit yeah. when you start talking about like heroin maintenance treatment and needle exchanges and shit and really doing some fucking crazy harm reductions like that's like that's what all this that's what i'm hoping like just the more and more we normalize everything and like normalize the idea that the way drugs have been presented to us may have been discrediting and not not an effective tool for society to handle these things in a healthy way like the the more we're going to be able to push forward these harm reduction concepts all this crazy stuff that's going to do the most good when we need the most good right now like people are dropping out there like random people lose x number of vets every day yeah like we lose another bunch of random people that like never you know it's just it's crazy it's crazy and there's so much better we can do for uh what's happening with substance abuse in this country and, and treating it like a public health the health treating it like the public health issue that it is and not the criminal justice uh, issue that we try so desperately to claim for the last 30 40 years that it is and it's just sad stuff it really is and um it's really unfortunate because a lot of people don't know where to start on how to get involved with helping with that, you know, because it's drugs are illegal. They feel like there's just there's too much yeah. taboo to it. And, Amen. And that's why with Oregon, like when they legalized everything, all drugs, they did it for research. It wasn't like, hey, it's a free for all. Go sell your fucking drugs like well, everyone it's, it's else. A health, it's a public health issue. It's exactly. Like if, if you've tried criminal. We've tried for 30 years to criminalize it how'd that work out well not well no and the body count and the body count now more than ever is showing it like especially during we don't even have like it's going to take a couple of years to really understand uh the impact that the pandemic had on mortality rates in the united states in 2020 yeah like, we can't we, we just we, we don't we don't have the amount of data we need to wrap our heads around it for sure um so it's like stuff like oh, this is so much crazy stuff going on that's like sending people back to the needle or the bottle or whatever thing that they've had challenges with in life like but but and the thing that it sucks because whatever battle they went through to fix themselves the first time they're gonna have to go through that battle again and like they just don't have and, and we as a nation don't provide the infrastructure or the support these people with substance abuse issues need to like be the best most contributing society like what's what's the point of throwing somebody in a cage and saying they're never going to do something with their fucking life again like i, I it blows my mind exactly and then we put we, we let them out and we put them in with you know this this circle of recidivism like that the criminal justice system creates and we x with x numbers of bodies required by these private prisons blah 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 and it's like this this is all a, a direct result of the war on drugs like yeah there's been some violent crimes years and 2020 is definitely gonna be a year with more violent crime than years before it like a lot a lot of this prison industrial com uh, complex is is running off the drug war like so it's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And as soon as we end the war on drugs, there's going to be no more private prisons and it's it'll just create it'll take away the infrastructure that the government's been trying to build for the past 30 years, you know? It's it's and crazy just to, just the way the criminal justice apparatus we have moved as we moved from community policing uh, you know, the uh, the Andy Grayson, oh god, I forget the name of the show, the whistling guy, you know what I mean? Like those old <laughs> That, that, screw it. Well, anyway, so like you got these old school cops, like in these like little towns, like that was that old school community policing model. Policing has been uh, ta tacticalized over the last 20 years. Uh, 
post Desert Storm, it hit the gas again. Post the Hollywood shootout, uh, when those dudes like you know just just the the militarization of like there's a bunch of little things that like you point to when you talk about the militarization of police. One of the most major major things to militarize the police over the last 30 years is the war on drugs. Anyone who says that, any, anyone who says otherwise is crazy. It is the most common reason they're kicking doors in. It is the most, one of the most common reasons they're pointing guns at people and babies and pets and all of the above. And it's, it's crazy stuff. And it's all just a direct result of not wanting to take a more medical, uh, public health oriented approach to trying to find solutions to what's going on. And, you know, this is, this, this weed conversation was just, you know, a smaller part of that for a lot of like activists, you know, it's, it's cool yeah. to see like those people who were focused on weed, but were focused on everything kind of like move on just like, all right, you guys got that under control. Like we're going to go try and do some fucking really crazy shit over here. Yeah. It's like once you get comfortable <laughs> with the weed, you just pass it on and on to the next because it's literally, it's, it stares. We're, we're working our way up just to try to, to fix this. Cause shit's fucked. Cause you gotta understand these people, that we're doing it like pre Sanjay, you know, like these like real deal, like super hardcore cannabis, like activists and policy people in DC. Like there was like, it's everything is like all that late 2000s shit. These are sad. These are savages. Like yeah. this is like, it sucked to be a weed activist, like in the 2000s in the Bush administration, you know, you had the Bush administration for the first eight years of it. And then you had, and then you had Obama turn his back on the industry after he convinced us in New Hampshire is like, oh, it's going to be cool, guys. Tell that to Osterdam. <laughs> Tell that to Osterdam. Tell that to BPG. Tell that to Harborside. Like, it's, it's just, you know, so there's, it's cool yeah. to just, like, see everything settle down and, and not to mention, I think, thousand places in L.A., Jesus. Uh, but, like, it's, you know, crazy times. There's so much, uh, there's such, so much big picture work to do. And it's cool to see that this, oh, these little weed steps, like, are a part of a, a bigger giant spider web of it all, you know? No, I feel you on that. That's that's why we're in this, right? You know, to have a voice and just to let people know what's up and help make a change. So mm-hmm. that's dope. Um, is there anything you want to touch base on before we wrap up? No, just I raging. Keep an eye that's- out. LA Weekly. Like, read my, <laughs> read my shit. Click like. Oh, drop your socials <laughs> so everyone knows where to find you. Oh, for sure. Jimmy Devine, J-I-M-I. Uh, uh, at Jimmy Devine on Twitter. At the Jimmy Divine on Instagram, and then uh, Jimmy at Jimmy Divine Writer on Facebook, uh, and I'm gonna try like I'm gonna try and do more. I was trying to pop the guide off last year, but I know, you know I pandemic. saw that the Divine yeah, pandemic, guide. Pandemic, <laughs> t- pandemic uh, put a little dent in the wind in our sales, uh, but it's cool coming out hard once the world opens back up. Uh, I didn't, you know, I just didn't get to hit as many farms as I thought I was going to this year. Yeah. Uh, but we're very, very excited. A lot of potential there. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy trying to do better with the podcasting myself. I get a lot hey. of like people, <laughs> I get a lot, like a couple people a week now. It's crazy. Like, now it's, yeah. It's like, Jimmy, how come you don't do? Cause I like, did like two episodes. Like I do like once a year and then people like all year. And then now it's like another point where like, Hey, is there any, is there going to be a new one? Yeah. Like, Cause so I thought that you had a podcast but I had only seen like one or two and I was yeah, like, we I'm like just, I get lost dog I just try <laughs> I spend all my time trying to find stories and find that next heat or talking to people you know and just like just chasing it down and I get lost and it happens to do my, it's appreciated I forget to though. try and do my own I try I forget <laughs> to try and do my own shit sometimes you know and it's just cool it's cool though I love it either way it's like just perpetual fun yeah I just need to be better at uh 
you know, the, the things with my name on them. Right. <laughs> well, this will have your name on it. Um, and again, thanks. Touché. Yeah, this went great. <laughs> <laughs> this went fucking great. Uh, thanks for taking the time to come on. And to everyone listening, make sure to follow Jimmy on IG at Jimmy Divine and check him out on LA Weekly. Uh, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk Terps with you soon. Awesome. Yeah, rock on everybody. Yay. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. You're super fucking cool. Um, I geeked the fuck out when you followed me back on IG, by the way. Oh, I showed, you're a champion. Thank I you, I literally man. screenshotted it and sent it in my group chat. I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. Jimmy Devine <laughs> follows me. And my homegirls were like, chill. I'm like, nah, you don't know what this means for me. I'm going to get him to come on my show. You got back to me in 30 minutes. I, w- I was so high. I'm like, this isn't real. Like, yeah, it's just, I'm just trying to put, get out there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I appreciate you. Nah, of course. I appreciate you. And I'm going to be up in the base. So I'll hit you up when I'm out there. Yeah, and we can for catch sure. For something. sure. Raging. Shoot me, a, shoot me a link when this drops. And I'll oh, I will. Um, I'll send you all the information. It'll probably drop next week. And then I'll have a video ready for it by Tuesday. I, cool. I work like three jobs. So I'm a little. No, I get it, dog. <laughs> Trust me. I'm spinning plates over here myself. So That's why I'm like, you, you never see me post on IG, but I'm there, you know. <laughs> but um, I'll make sure to email it over to you and send you all this stuff on Google. Cool. Appreciate you, Doug. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Let me know if you just let me know if you need anything else from me, okay? Okay, I will. Thanks again. Bye. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.